yes, back again for some more shopping. And it seems like you still can't leave that box alone. Well, as I said before, each of those objects has quite the fascinating history. Oh, you're curious about the ring now, are you? Well, the stopwatch was only part of the story. Curious enough, the ring story also involves Grefton and some new friends he met in Orana. Let me think, where to begin, where to begin? Ah yes, it all starts with... The Keys to the Universe, a Dubious Histories podcast. Season 2, The Ring Arc. Episode 1, Are You A... remnants of the rose moon of a Priaset, we see the light of a golden sun rising behind the mountains. Its piercing rays, striking glass orbs, place them obelisks around the temple, scattering light across the plateau in the waking town below. Orana, a town of opportunity. A beautiful, bustling town, ever-growing and ever-changing. The citizens work with a proud determination for the life they have created. For the last 40 years, Governor Lugo Gaiman stood amidst the constant power struggle between the various guild and political faction leaders that make up the council. Under Luko's steadfast leadership, the singing seemed to be of one mind, seamlessly flowing as an unstoppable tide towards the future. But now, Lucas Gaven has been chosen as his father's successor and faces another day in tumultuous council. On this, the first day of the month of Maya, we find a gray-skinned young man with silver hair and focused orange eyes, sitting above a large stone pillar. This pillar is one of the many that makes up the outer ring of a building known as the, the Unity Forum, though at times it seems to be more of a coliseum. Behind him, inside the forum, a mass of men and women gather to debate various points amongst each other as they wait for the governor and the city council members to discuss the matters of the day. As the last signs of night pass, the young man lets out a deep sigh. On the ground below, he sees an anxious-looking woman clutching something tightly as she glances around her. Maria member of the college his father told him about. Ash, you see this person below you, you recognize her, though you've never met her, um, as a person you were supposed to be meeting. What would you like to do? see her standing down there, kind of looking around. Um, you said I'm supposed to be meeting her? Mm -hmm. Does she know that I'm supposed to be meeting her? Yes. Okay. Um, how high up am I? Uh, on the top of where these pillars are, you're probably about 20 feet at most, but you've got up and down these things a number of times, you know, you can get down safely if you want to. Okay. Um, I'd like to drop down behind her, okay. if possible, um, making no sound. Okay. If you want to be completely silent, I'll go ahead and let you roll uh, acrobatics okay. and stealth on that. Um, I do have phantom footsteps, which allow me to walk silently at will. Okay, that's good to know. So, I don't know if that... If you, how do you want to do that? Do you want me to do advantage, or are you just going to change the number, or what uh, do you want me to do? I'll change the number on that. Okay. Um, or take it into account, I guess. Well, yeah, that, I'll take it into account given the number I'm selecting. Sure. All right. Okay, uh, so acrobatic check. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, Nat one. <laughs> the first roll. Of season two. Good to get it out oh. now, though, I guess. Oh. Or is it indicative of the rest of the season? Oh, I hope not. Perhaps. <laughs> so, having you know, grown up around here, you have climbed up on top of this building a hundred times, if not more. And one too many times, it appears. I mean, you, you, you know, with carefree movement, slide down the base of the uh, post, but you didn't care to check below you first, and it looks like someone set a small cart at the base of this pillar before walking inside. So you slide down, realize only too short that the cart is there, try and jump off the pillar, catch it, and tumble to the ground behind Maria. Excellent. Dios oh, mio! She kind of examines you briefly on the ground. Uh, Lo siento, I was not giving your name, but given your appearance, you are... As she glances around briefly, hey, see? Yes, that's me. <laughs> and I stand back up. <laughs> all right, she looks a little uncertain. She's like, all right, that was odd. Um, obviously a little taken aback because you just, like, sign appearance. But uh, has your father explained why he sent you to me? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay, uh, Mormia. This is a matter that will require some discretion. She looks kind of over uh, your yes. shoulder at the crowd behind you in the forum. She says, I cannot speak here. I've written down what I know. Please be careful with this matter. She hands you a small envelope. I won't tell you how to handle this, but an acquaintance of mine is expecting to meet you at Scarlet Anne's. I believe you should start there. Now, I must get to work. Adios. Buenos suerte. You can go ahead and open and read that letter that you've been provided. Excellent. Over there. Yeah. <laughs> and we go to Grafton. Grafton, you find yourself, as you often do of late, walking into Scarlet Anne's. You prefer Geldas when looking to eat a good meal and spend some time with friends, but Anne's is a nice location where people don't seem to take much notice of you as they come and go. You came about Anne's while exploring the town and searching for other things of your own interest. Gelda recommended you come here for information, as it seems to be the only specialty. Plus, while you may have sworn off alcohol for the time, you haven't sworn off fine company, of which, of, of which there is much of at Scarlet Anne's, as long as you've got the gold for it. You don't see the madam this morning, but she must have known you'd be there, as a glass of seltzer water and some bar nuts were left at your regular spot at the bar. You sit and read over a yes. note you've kept stored in your hat while waiting for the unknown person said to be joining you. You can also take a look at the note you've been given. Right. And we go to Athena. Athena, you find yourself sitting in the corner of a lavish but apparently empty establishment. Your beautiful silks strewn about the room above carved wooden tables and chairs all with intricate brass inlays and soft velvet seats. As you wait, you begin playing the events of the last couple weeks in your head. Events that have led you here to Scarlet Anne's in search of information. Change is coming. The sooner the better. The government is sick and in need of new leadership. Your brow furrows as you stare blankly across the room, lost in your own thoughts. You think back over the note you were given by the leader of the guard. Though you immediately burned the letter, you recall its contents word for word. You may go ahead and read your letter. Ash, you are standing at the base of this pillar. The crowd continues to... <laughs> a little bit dusty. The crowd continues to kind what of was, gather. What was in the cart? Anything? No, it was an empty cart. Oh, good. Before before the business day, they haven't filled it up or anything okay. like that. Um, 
Maria has gone off to uh, the college to continue her business. Um, you have this information that she's given you, and you have the recommendation of starting at Scarlet Ann's. What would you like to do? And so, for your information, you are on that second or that main plateau area, so that first level of plateau. There's the construction being done for the college, and the other side of that, the forum is there. Sure, and Scarlet Ann's is down just like in the commercial district so by the Scarlet, board and everything else. Yeah, you're familiar that Scarlet Ann's is essentially straight west of you. It's kind of in the Guild District, uh, kind of that main okay. business center. It's actually right off that area, so it'd be straight west of you. Um, yeah, I think that that seems like the right play, um, at least for now. Okay. Um, you mentioned Scarlet Ann's is kind of like known for having information, so right. presumably I'd be acquainted with that yeah. anyways, you, so. Yeah, so you have used their services um, somewhat less formally. You don't actually frequent the business so much, but you have used the information. Sure. Um, their unofficial business practices. Some, some of those, yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll head there. Okay, so you travel straight west off of the plateau, and it's a fairly straight shot from the stairs. Um, you kind of wind through the, the residential district a little bit, and as you get to the business district, this guild area, you see the large uh, two-story building, and you see some of the colorful fabrics that are up on the roof, kind of blowing in the wind. You see the unmistakably large scarlet letter A on the side of the building. No indicates this is Scarlet Ann's. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll go inside. Uh, so, Grifton. Suddenly, the hairs on the back of your neck begin to stand as you realize a blonde-haired, well-dressed, and rather intense-looking young woman has been staring at you for the last few minutes. It's odd for anyone to be here this early in the morning, and with your great perceptive abilities, you're truly shocked you did not know you sooner. You think through what Maria told you, a young, trustworthy adventuring type from a good family. This young lady certainly seemed to look the part, and why else would she be here this time of day? Athena, would you please give Grefton a brief description of who he sees sitting in the corner of this building? So, Athena is tall and slender. She has long blonde hair, and she's wearing um, not necessarily military clothing, but um, not feminine clothing either. So it's kind of um, on the border of military, but not a uniform. So um, she's sipping water and seems to be very aware of the room around her. Grafton, what would you like to do? You silently notice that this woman's just, like, staring. Uh, Griffin will turn to the woman and say, Excuse me, miss. Unusual for people to be here this early in the day. Uh, you wouldn't happen to be A, by any chance? Oh, this is going to get confusing. <laughs> She sets down her glass kind of methodically and turns to the chipmunk and says, I'm pleased to make your acquaintance. 
I am Athena. Uh, Grafton, will you give a quick description to Athena what she sees? Um, so Athena sees a five-inch-tall, three-inch-tailed chipmunk with a tiny wizard hat perched atop his head, uh, just kind of sitting as chipmunks normally do, so perched on his hind legs, feet, uh, or front paws in front of him holding a nut, um, to talk to Athena, he did actually shove one nut off into a cheek pocket briefly, <laughs> spoke, and then brought it back, so he's sort of munching on it. Um, uh, and so he's just perched actually on top of the bar, not like on a stool or anything, because they're too short for him. So he's just used to climbing straight up onto the bar and walking around that way. All right. Um, Very nice. So in response to... Uh, Where's your wizard hat? My wizard hat? Yeah. My wizard hat is... Green. That seems like that. A little bit of soot. A little bit. green now. It did recently get washed. <laughs> in the uh, <laughs> well system. <laughs> so, uh, Griffin will reply to Athena. Um, Pleased to make your acquaintance, Athena. I am Grifton. I am waiting here for a artifact hunter. Well, you're in luck. I think we were waiting for each other. Ash. Yes. As you mentioned, you are approaching the building. As you enter, you hear people talking rather loudly inside. And you realize there is a window off to the left that is slightly cracked. Uh, and you hear people inside saying something about artifact hunting. You like continue to the building or? What does the, the interior look like? It's like a big square room. Yeah, so there's no way to like enter without just entering in the main portion. Yeah, of the, the, only, right? the only door is the, there's a main double door right in the center. Um, okay. I think Ash is going to kind of sidle up next to that window and lean against the okay. building. And so the in. window is up on this, uh, it's kind of the west corner, because Scarlet Ants have canted um, to the north. So there's a window right behind the booth that Athena is sitting in. Um, and so if you want to go up there and... Yeah, I'm just going to, like, lean against the side of the building okay. next to the window and listen in and see what I hear. Okay. So Griffin will say, um, since Athena says we're probably waiting for each other, Griffin will say, um, Oh, excellent. I was hoping not to have to wait long. These things usually drag on. Um, I, unfortunately, do not have much information to go on at this point. Uh, would you mind sharing what you may know? Of course. I don't have a lot of details either, as artifact hunting is often shrouded in mystery. But I do believe we are likely waiting for one other compatriot. So once they arrive, then we should be ready to go. Um, my understanding is that we may want to start with the university, given its history and its study of historical artifacts. <clears throat> yes, yes, that would make sense. 
hope this other does not take too long to arrive. Agreed. Punctuality is a necessity. Is this other also A? I believe so. I was only informed of one other, so this is news to me. I was merely given A by mutual friend M. Uh, Mutual friend M (laughs) does like to be quite playful. I think upon hearing mutual friend um, Ash is gonna at that point decide he'll walk in. Okay. As the door begins to creak open, you both kind of stop being on opposite sides of the room still, and you're like, oh, someone else is coming in. You both kind of look over, and the door pushes open. What do they see? What do they see? Um, so Ash is a young half night elf. He has dark gray skin and a dark complexion. Um, I don't know why I'm acting like I'm not just reading this. His brooding orange eyes peek through his silvery hair like the moon from between the clouds on an overcast night. His hair is trimmed short on the sides, but longer locks on the top of his head are accented with braids and silver fasteners. His darkle vest, pants, and dark ruffled shirt are worn, but show signs of wealth and style from a previous life or owner. And Ash keeps to himself is pretty scant on some details. He stands at a modest five foot ten inches and moves like a shadow and about as thick as one. So he'll walk up and say, "Is there anybody else in this room?" Nope, it is the three of you. Okay. Um, so yeah, so he'll walk up and say. Uh, I couldn't help but over here as I came in from uh, across the way that you uh, perhaps are waiting for another compatriot. I think that perhaps that's me. Excellent. Well, perhaps we should all sit um, are at you... the same table? <laughs> uh, and I'm saying you're just to the left of this door. So he's coming in on your right, and again, crafting um, your straight back, so. Also, might I suggest a mm, not right next to that cracked window? Athena gets up and starts heading towards the bar where Grafton is seated. Grafton will sort of cock his head to the side a little bit and sort of confusedly look at the new, enter, new uh, person who has entered the establishment and go, so, does that mean you're a? I'm a what? That's all I have to go on right now, man. A. <laughs> oh yes, I think that perhaps that yes, I am a. Is there another a? Well, Athena over here is a. She sticks out her hand. Uh, he shakes it. Well, Pleased to make your acquaintance. Have you also got up to the bar, or are you guys still over by the booth before you walk up to the bar? Yeah, I'll, I mean, she was walking over to the bar. I'll match that. And if you like would all roll awareness check. Uh, somebody's passed out behind the I bar. I don't know this character well enough to know what her awareness is. Excellent! A two! <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's progress. That's, that's twice as much as I rolled last time. Uh, that works out to a four. Okay. Twelve. 
18. Nice. <laughs> it's all coming back. <laughs> like, thank goodness, daylight. Maybe Ash has just been out all familiar, the Familiar surroundings. He's, he's, uh, he's, had a rough, he's had a rough start. <laughs> I'm going to chalk it up to familiar surroundings. <laughs> As you all walk up to the corner of the bar where Grafton sang, you all begin to hear, somewhat muffled above you, a man and a woman. Uh, you suddenly hear a door thrown open, and then a man, Oh, come on, just a little fun! And the woman says, I said no! You hear what you can only imagine is a loud slapping sound. And you see a middle-aged elven man tumble down the stairs just to your left. Uh, just, you know, right near the bar area. As he kind of slowly corrects himself and writes himself, a uh, woman with kind of olive-colored skin, dark hair, I think maybe an, an elf of some uh, some breed, wearing a red dress, I think kind of like an 1800s saloon-style dress, hurries down past him. Then, from just behind the bar, there's a door that opens, and you hear, Now whatever is that ruckus? You see a buxom woman step out from a room behind the bar. She's a fair-skinned human woman, brilliantly curly and scarlet-colored hair. Uh, currently, all of her hair is kind of put up like a big, curly, messy bun, and she's wearing a matching, again, 1800s kind of saloon-style dress, but it has a bunch of black fringe that the other one did not have. The first woman, the elvish woman, comes storming past the man and goes up to this woman. She says, Charlotte, look. Look what he's done. And she's holding like a torn portion of her sleeve. I want him gone. She says something softly, um, which Grefton and Athena hear. Now you just go get changed, darling. I'll handle this. She then walks over to the man as he's standing up. Uh, the other woman walks behind the bar into the room that Charlotte just came out of. Griffin wants to call after the woman as she walks out. Wait, are you A? <laughs> she keeps moving, doesn't pay any attention to it. Uh, as she walks over... Uh, Charlotte walks over, kind of helps this man who just came tumbling down the stairs, kind of right himself and get him cleaned up a little bit. She moves in closely, puts an arm on his shoulder, brushing off his overcoat. And again, Grefton and Athena sees that her other hand reaches into his pocket and removes a small bag of some kind. She goes, oh my, whatever happened, Mr. Harbin? This man identifies Mr. Harbin. In all my years, I've never been so disrespected. She slapped me. That, that. And then Charlotte interrupts him. Uh-uh. You know the rules. I don't like that kind of language in my establishment. And she points behind the bar to a sign that she's got hanging back there. You see it's got, like, the rules of the bar. She kind of steps away from him, walks back towards the bar. And Grefton, as she walks back behind the bar, you notice she either grabs or places something beneath the bar. She goes, perhaps it's time you leave. And given the repeated disturbances, how about you don't come back? Mr. Harmon looks at her for a moment and says, how dare you? Don't you know who I am? She then looks at him, kind of does a terse smile, and says, of course I do, Mr. Harmon. 
and he's kind of holds his gaze for a moment. He exhales sharply, evidently wanting to say more, and then walks most of the way out towards the door. He stops just past where you were seated a moment before, turns, points at Charlotte, says, I'll have you know, I've been coming to this establishment well before you were born. And then with a slight smirk, says, in fact, given that mother of yours, I might be your dad. Suddenly, three hairpins strike the door around him, one on each side of his neck, and one just grazing the top of his head. Uh, Grafton, you see there's actually a little bit of blood coming off the side of his neck where one of those pins just struck. Uh, the other two of you see Charlotte, and all of her hair has fallen down to her shoulders. And uh, She says nothing, doesn't move, just stares at Mr. Harbin, and very quickly steps out from around the pins and then hurries out the door. She then turns to the three of you currently sitting at the bar. I'm sorry you had to see that. What would you say to a drink on the house? And we stop fresh. And she starts putting out glasses for each of you. Mr. Grifton, I see you found your seat easy enough. But what brings y'all to Scarlet Ants today? Was I aware of, like, literally any of that? You were aware that Charlotte hair fell. And that, like, you're generally aware that things are happening around you. But yeah. you weren't really tracking. You're just like... I think... Someone went down the stairs, saw it to the I bathroom, they were yelling, pins, I don't know what's happening. It's just like, everything's happening at once. Did I catch a name? Um, yeah, she's saying a few times, and okay. she's like three feet from you. So then yeah. I think maybe <laughs> I was trying to avoid being, like, recognized. Okay. He's kind uh, of head down, keeping you like, hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay. Um, can I roll a check to see if I know anything more about this Mr. Harbin? Yes. Okay. What would that be? Uh, you have a skill, correct? Make sure I'm looking at uh, I do have a skill. Uh, this is a... Not this character. There we go. Those are very different skills. <laughs> I guess that would just be my first attribute. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be a 10. Okay. Uh, the name is familiar. You recognize he is a um, fairly prominent member of the Merchants Guild. Uh, you can't quite remember because sure. there's so many different members and things like that that you're pretty sure he's um, one of the, the higher-ups in the Merchants Guild. Uh, you said he was an elf? Yeah. Like, wood elf, just a traditional high elf. Anything. Yeah, kind of traditional high elf. There's, yeah. in Arana, you know there's a lot of mixed breed. I guess really my so question was, kind of, not a night elf. No, no, okay. he's, you know, standard kind of fair, okay. lighter skin, you know, on the paler side of white. So not, maybe not as tan as, like, a werewolf is traditionally seen. Sure. So. Okay, cool. Um, Griffin wants to try growing a black locust tree. Just a small one. Like, in... Uh, I'm trying to think on your map. Um, um, screw it up. Like, sort of towards the back of the bar area, where it would be like... The, bar te the barkeep or the bartender would be able to 
get at it, but like, no patrons. Like here? Yeah, somewhere okay. kind of back along there. Okay. Oh gosh, I like how this works. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Uh, so four on the die, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So I think that's a, I think that's a nine if I add my um, modifiers correctly. And was that a D twenty action? Yes. Okay. And what are you? Explain to me the the scope and intent of this tree. I want to grow a small, just sort of, uh, I think almost like bonsai size, um, black locust tree, uh, because the black locust tree has poisonous thorns. And then if it's successful or not, I will go from there. <laughs> uh, you do manage to get a small sapling to grow. It kind of sprouts and starts to grow. It's about probably three feet tall. So it's got a little bit of size to it, but it's certainly not like a tree. Um, Charlotte kind of looks at you and looks at the tree. Hey, friendos. Welcome to DHHQ. It's me, Alex, your friendly neighborhood, uh, not GM now. This is the part of the show where I come out and recite the dialogue for the pilot episode of the Flintstones from memory. No wait, this is the part of the show where I come out and tell you stuff. Stuff like, welcome to season two. We are so excited to publish the next part of the dubious history of the keys to the universe. As you can tell by now, Isaac is GMing this arc and I get a chance to play a character. It is so much fun to dive into the player side of things and you can tell our whole cast really got into their characters in this arc. I don't know if you'll be able to have as much fun listening as we did recording because hot dang are we having a good time. Hopefully you'll come close though. Let us know what you think of this pilot over on our socials. You know the ones, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, check out our Patreon page. I want to cut real clean with you on this. We are really passionate about bringing you keys to the universe, and we are committed to bringing it to you free. You might ask yourself then, well, why should I pay money for something that's already free? And I would say, that is completely fair. However, we do put a lot of time and effort into bringing you this entertainment. So you might stop and ask yourself, would I be willing to pay a little bit to help support this thing that brings me joy and some laughs? Do I want to be invested in helping this thing continue on? If yes, we would love it if you supported us at the level that makes the most sense for you financially. We have a Grafton tier at $1 a month, a Crush tier at $5 a month, a Millie tier at $10 a month, and a Pippo tier at $25 a month. If you don't know who Crush is, I suggest you check out the Bogostar's Blood Bowl mini arc. And I'll give you a hint. He's a gnome who loves fireworks. You can find those episodes exclusively on, you guessed it, Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash dubioushistories. Rules, rules, rules. Today on Rules, 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 we're going to be kicking off the conversation about how we build characters, since we have some new characters for this season. The first thing that a player would need to do is come up with a general idea of what they want their character to be. Our system is kind of different in that we don't have options that players can choose from for races or species or whatever. We just have characters that have been created before. So there's some precedent, but this also means that when a player picks to be something that no one else has been before, they get to decide how that type of character gets defined in the universe we're using. They would do this by picking attributes for that character. Then we have a set of archetypes that define skill bonuses based on what class the player wants to go towards, such as wizard or fighter. Next, the GM and player both get to allot some stat points, the character gets some skills and some equipment, and they're ready to go. 
Over the next few episodes, we'll be digging a little bit deeper into this process. So if you have an idea for a character you'd like to see us create on Rules, 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 hit us up on social media or email us at dubioushistories at gmail.com. Who knows, the character might just show up in Orana somewhere in a future season. Finally, as always, please tell a friend about our show. If you've enjoyed season one and are looking forward to season two, you probably have a buddy who would also enjoy it. I've pretty much told all my buddies about it, so come on, all the nerdy podcasting kids are doing it. Hmm. That doesn't have quite the same ring to it as all the cool kids. Oh well, what are you going to do? Anyway, back to the action. Now, Mr. Grafton, that thing might be accepting at Gelders, but round here, we like the decor a little more uniform. Griffin, if you would please. <laughs> uh, Griffin will say, That troop... <clears throat> That tree's a black locust, and I, I do take it that this is Anne, correct? This is, yeah, Charlotte so, Anne. Charlotte yes. Anne, okay. Um, Griffin will say, um, Wow, Miss Anne, that tree is a black locust. If you let it grow a little bit more, next time you can use something better than hairpins. My hairpins are perfectly angry. <laughs> if you will please take the tree outside where it belongs. <laughs> She's not, she has a very specific decor going in this uh, bar, and random trees, like I said, it's more of Gelda's thing. <laughs> uh, not so much her fancy. She has, say, out glasses for each of you, if you would like. I mean... Anything on the house? Okay, first of all, what are the rules of this bar? Okay. I want to read that sign. Okay, that so, sounds like a great idea. <laughs> so, right behind the bar, right above where the casks are for the general ale storage, it is the rules of Scarlet Anne's. Charlotte's word is final. All companions are valued employees, not property. Treat them with respect, and they will take care of you. Brawling is strictly prohibited. Both parties, or both involved parties, or all involved parties, will be responsible for damages. Gambling is allowed. Cheating encouraged. See rule three regarding disagreements. That would be brawling is strictly prohibited. Foul language is prohibited. Fees and other penalties for violations of any rule are determined by Charlotte. For disputes regarding fees, see rule one. Charlotte's word is final. At this point, Athena is smirking. She loves Charlotte. Um, yeah, I think... Oh, and Charlotte's slowly kind of tidying up her hair again, putting up that kind of tall, messy bun with all of her curls and stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, Ash is gonna definitely take a drink on the house. I think, like, we've... I feel like at this point it's fair to establish he's been up all night. <laughs> um, so he's like, all right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> luck turning around, maybe a little bit. So he'll take whatever she pours. Uh... Although his preference would be cocktails, so I'm not sure how this is going down. Uh, Kyle, you, anything y'all would like? Surprise me. Ah, uh, she'll pour you a, uh, kind of a house special cocktail. Sweet. It's fruity, um, definitely potent. Uh, it has a specific job it's probably supposed to get done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's sweet. It's, you know, got a, enough dryness to it to balance that it's it feels all right. It's kind of a nice, refreshing way to wake up. Uh, you know, the senses a little bit, but... Uh, uh, I'll have a house beer, please. Right. She goes over to 
Uh, well, the kind of medium sized cast, but you can cover anything. Like the big ones are the cheap things, the small ones are the more expensive things. She goes kind of midway, a little on the higher end, and pours you a, a decent glass. Um, and they're all like glassware, not not wood or anything like that. It's very, very nice. Um, she pours that to you. Mr. Grafton, would you like anything? Uh, would you like a refresher on your seltzer? You know, you know me, Miss Ann. I'm all right with my seltzer. Thank you. She goes and tops it off, gets a little more, you know, freshens it up a bit. So what can I help you all with today? It's rather early. Miss Ann, do you know anything about an A? <laughs> Apparently both of these are A, but I was only expecting one. <laughs> uh, she kind of looks at me. Well... I do know the big leg A we got on the side of our building. <laughs> I know this young man. His name starts with A. I can't say I'm familiar with you, young lady. But I might need a little more specificity, my dear. What about the A artifact? Heard anything uh, new and unusual lately? She kind of raises an eyebrow and goes, a artifact? Well, I can't say I know anything about an A artifact, but funny you should ask. I've had a lot of talk about artifacts recently. But... Yeah, he put some coins on the counter. As you, <laughs> as you gentlemen know. And she takes it, sizing the little clock out of the dress. What would, uh, what would so typically... The, the general like... going rate for general information yeah. is three gold. Okay. Five. Um, hmm? I'll put down five. Five? Okay. So, ooh, very generous of you. Now, what about artifacts would you like to know? Would you like one of my companions to come and speak to you specifically? Or just get it straight from me? And as you, the two of you are familiar, the companions here are all experts in a field. They're all very knowledgeable in something, and that's what her business is. It is information. Um, so, you can do that, but it costs more to get specifics from a specific campaign, because you're also paying for time, not just information. So, would that be, like, more than I've already put down? Yes. It well, is. This is what? a very Okay, so what's the going rate right there? What's the going rate right for? So, Generally speaking, you're going to be paying about five gold to rent a room, and then you're going to be paying for information, and you're going to be paying, and it's going to depend on the information how long you, you know, request to be with this person. You have to pay at least for an hour, which is another three gold. So that's eight gold uh, to start, and then information as you go. You pay for more information or more time? Both. You're paying for the person, their company, and the information. It is, it is a very nice establishment, and they know it, so they are not, and they're reputable. They're not, they're not so much like an underground senior organization, so they have people that come in, and there is some information you know that they may not give out. Uh, Grafton will match uh, Ashes five gold and say, well, gotta start somewhere. (laughs) 
I'm up for... I guess I turn to the other two. I think that perhaps the more information we can start with, the better. Agreed. Uh, Miss Anne, I think that means a room is in order. Very good. Now, which one of you is going to be my customer, then? You're not all allowed to go up there as, as one person. And Unless Athena you're paying each. also puts eight coins on the table and says, at least I will be in that room. Okay. Well, you seem to want to be in the room, so that's fine. Uh, Charlotte, what do you know? I pull out a pad and paper so that I can take notes. <laughs> okay. Um, well. Sorry, I have parchment. Uh, Ash gives you a nod. She kind of looks down and goes, Oh my, well, very generous, all of you. I'll see who's available in one moment. Uh, she turns back and goes, Well, I know you're not the first person to be asking for an artifact or information thereabouts. Is there something specific you might be looking for? I might have a couple leads for you. Uh, I guess Gruffin will start by asking um, Pat. There's a, a friend um, up at the college. Uh, any chance... They've been by here. Any information that you were able to provide them might be helpful to us as well. Well, I can't say I specifically have spoken to anyone from the college. Uh, I know there has been rumor of a, an unknown person walking around town recently looking for a oh, item of power, you might say. Um, she goes, one moment. She turns around, walks to that back room, kind of hear a couple things called out, comes back, goes, looks at Athena and says, I'm sorry, darling. Karina's out, family emergency. She's an artifact expert. So I'm afraid I can't take your money right now. She slides back the eight coins. The specialist is not available. Okay. In the moment. Um. What? What kind of power? Power can mean many things. Oh, indeed. Well, from what I understand is mind control. I don't know exactly. Uh, I hear it may be a ring of some sorts. But that's all I've been told from, from hearsay. Now, what might interest you, I mean, she kind of... Given your ties... I hear there's a little bit of unrest in the governments right now. Oh? Oh, indeed. Now, as I hear it, there's the vice governor, and he's been vice governor since Luco began. And his son, there's the governor's son, Lucas. Well, some people think that Lucas ain't right, and they think that the vice governor should be the one in control. Now, some say, given this little shift up, there might be some of these guilds 
they're also unhappy with the current circumstances and some of the policies that Luca Ash, and Lucas have Ash put laughs in place. at the implication that some guilds may be unhappy about something. <laughs> right. <laughs> and some some rumor says this might be a chance to grab some power for those who feel powerless. And as I mentioned earlier, it seems there might be a a third person asking round. Uh, again, someone that we're not familiar with, which, as you might know, is not very many people. She kind of tucks the uh, gold away. And now, I might have a name. You know that names aren't cheap, because we do take... Athena slides five coins back across the table. She picks up this. I think, and you know, it's, it's heard from person to person, but I heard Mr. Harbin might have some information for you himself. And she kind of smirks because, like, with the altercation that they just went through, like, you get that she's kind of like, I'm not that upset about giving his name out right now because <laughs> yeah. he's no longer a regular patron. <laughs> but I hear that Mr. Harbin may be involved in some manner. Now, he is a member of a certain guild, so perhaps that's more information I've already given. But perhaps that gives you a place to start. You mentioned a ring. Oh, yes. Do you have any details on appearance? Can't say that I do. All I know is it was a, a ring made for kings. That's all I've been told. A ring that could control kingdoms, as it said. Like I said, mine controls the current, the current theory, the current philosophy, if you will. But I can't say I have any specific knowledge. No. Ash sips on his drink. Okay. I think. I think Alex may have already done a knowledge check on Mr. Harbin, uh, but can Griffin do an intelligence check on Mr. Harbin to see sure. what if he knows what guild he's a member of? You gave me that information, but I haven't shared it with anyone yet. Uh, say four. So probably not. <laughs> You're aware that Mr. Harbin is not well liked at Scarlet Ames. <laughs> Given my position, can I roll a, a knowledge check to see if I know his name? You can, yeah. What would that be? Intelligence? Yeah. Sorry, I need to speak into the mic. I think you're being picked up, so you're probably okay. 16. Uh, just from your general travels you have run into Mr. Harbin and you were you specifically trying to find if I have any history with him if I have uh met him before or have any knowledge of how he does business okay you have just in your general um searchings in Orana you have run across him 
And with the information that Charlotte was providing, you recall that you believe you ran into him at the Merchant's Guild when you were asking about there. Okay. Um, outside of that, you don't really know anything about him particularly. Does Arana have a military? Uh, Arana has a standing guard, not so much a military. They're they're pretty much entirely home defense focused. Okay. So. Does... I guess I'm curious, and I don't know how much this is like... Whatever... Ash has been around Arana for a long time, yeah. so he's probably not familiar with Grefton, who's relatively new here. Would he be familiar with Athena? Has Athena been around Orana for a while? Or, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean he's familiar with her necessarily, but... Without uh, asking me, you probably need to roll. Right? Well, I will say that, given the information you have, no. You, okay. You don't you do not recognize her oh, anymore than yeah. you recognize Grafton, who uh, they've both been around for a little bit. Right. Not a bunch of time. Not. I guess most of what I was asking was like, we mentioned that like you seem military. Um, Militaristic. Yeah. I mean, you're garb, anyways. And uh, Ash grew up in Orana, so he may know some of the more like leader type people around. Um, so, like, I just was trying to figure that out to phrase a question to Athena, which is, and I guess to Grefton, um, which is, so the two of you seem new to me. Do you, what brings you to this artifact hunt? As of. I already mentioned I have a friend up the up at the college. Goes by M, and uh, they requested help tracking this down. I uh, I helped them out once when I first got here, so they know I'm reliable. Check my notes. Okay. Um, Athena nods and says. Um, I am actually part of a military family family from Irlian, and that's the country that originally Orana came from. Colonized isn't the right word because it is its own independent country. But um, my family is quite well known in Irlian, and we are quite uh, involved in the military and the government there. So I've been sent here to observe the transition of government and governors and um, lend support if necessary. But the college is a point of pride, and we want to make sure that it gets the support that it needs through this transition. So one of the ways that I can do that is helping with this artifact hunt. So as um, Athena's kind of saying that, Ash is kind of like moving his eyes around, clearly thinking about the things that she's saying, um, and says... So, your loyalty is to the college, then? My loyalty is to family. And my father asked me to come here as a representative. But you said that you're here to offer support if necessary. Offer support to who? To the college. Given that it is a point of pride, I want to make sure that it remains that way. 
So with what uh, Miss Anne has said, your interest is in making sure that a potential transition of power doesn't damage the college or interrupt the college construction, that sort of thing? Both, yes. Okay. And as she's explaining this, you do recognize vaguely from speaking with your father and your grandfather that, okay, that seems to add up. That, okay, we do have good relations with the, the parent country still. Even though we have separating, they know that there is still a positive political relationship there. Um, so Canada and the UK instead of the US and the UK. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Canada. My letter even calls Orana a, a tremendous ally. Okay. So I would probably recognize that support from, is it Aurelia? I called it Irlian. Irlian. I-R-R-L-I-A-N. Okay, so support from Irlian is probably for support for the current governor and his son. Yeah, given that probably. they've been in power for the last 40 years and... And know, there's been good relations. That's yeah. Where, okay, cool. Griffin will, uh, after this brief exchange, Griffin will say, Well, since I still don't know who... A is, and both of you seem to fit. I guess I'm just stuck with both of you. Let's get moving. <laughs> Scarlet kind of sees that you guys are getting ready to move on. She goes, now, I feel like I should be generous since y'all were so generous yourself, and you did have to experience such a traumatic event when you start your day. Okay, uh, give you this as a... Uh, Clarifying list. You've got the vice governor that there's definitely rumors going around that he should be the one to take over the governorship and stay with Luco. You've got this third party, which she has decided to go ahead and give up the name of uh, Mr. Harbin, uh, as Tension of Being Soul has been asking around about a similar artifact. You have... So Mr. Harbin is the third party, or Mr. Harbin knows who the third party is? So he has been asking about things. Okay. Whether or not he is specifically working you know, alone or whatever. Right. He he has made some voice of it. She has heard him talking about this thing. Uh, and then you both are aware that Harbin is associated to the Merchants Guild. You with your history in Rana, um, you know, and everything, your relationship to the government ongoing potentially would be you understand that the Merchants Guild may have some current frustrations with the uh, current leadership, um, as there have been some trade restrictions and things like that that have been imposed and they feel like it's unfair. So given those three kind of general points, that's kind of what you would know. So many no's. Do we know the vice governor's name? Yes, you do. Uh, the vice governor is Kramer Sable. And you know that he lives kind of center of the commercial district. Just just off of the governor's mansion. I guess, can I make a check to see if I know, just know whether uh, the vice governor is interested in power or whether it's yeah. more been like others saying oh actually he would be better sure yeah go for it um intelligence check i guess 
Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's a three. Oh, hey, that's progress. One, two, three. No, one, two, ten. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's a zero and a one. Um, you really don't. You kind of kept your hang out of the specifics of that seems yeah politics. You're familiar with him as he's been around for a long time, but you don't really know what he wants or doesn't want. Okay. Um. Then I guess I want to ask. Charlotte about that. Okay. Um, Miss Charlotte, you did mention that uh, the vice governor, there's rumors that maybe he would be a better governor. Do you know if that's from him or if that's from others who think he would be better or where that started? Well, I've heard nothing from the vice governor's mouth myself. He's one of few that does not frequent this establishment. But, I would say, given his history with the current leaders, I don't believe that he'd do anything to betray them, no. Thank you, Miss Charlotte. Of course, of course. Now, I do hear that he might also be searching for a certain item of power. But, again, rumors. Oh, of course. It's all rumors. And she kind of gives you a little wink and kind of... We'll go ahead and do one more question from each of you if you would like to ask her. Or a couple small questions if you have. I've gotten so lost in the names. That's fine. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense for my character. That's fine. <laughs> There's a lot all at once. Anything else I can help you with? I hate to say this, but you probably know better than us if there's something you can help us with. <laughs> Perhaps, but business is business, as you know. Yes, <laughs> of course. I do understand that. Athena pulls out a couple more coins and prepares to push them down the counter. Okay. And as she does, she says, What is your personal opinion of Luco? My personal opinion, Luca. I mean, as I said, business is business. As long as the business is good, I don't care who's telling me how to do it. Uh, I can't say I had any issues with the previous governor, and I imagine Luca was very much the same way. Oh, well, hold up there, Miss Charlotte. I think you would care very much if there were people telling you how to run your business. Well, like I said, as long as they let me run my business, business is business. Now, if they start making it so I cannot run a business, then we might have a disagreement. But to answer your question, young lady, I don't mind Luca one bit. And she slides the coins down the counter. And she takes one and slides the other back. I don't have another question. How much for the nuts? <laughs> Kind of, kind of on the house. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, I should be attending to my young lady with the torn dress, if you don't mind. I will excuse myself. Let me know if there's anything else I can help you with. And she goes back to behind the bar, goes into that door. Well, uh, 
perhaps since it seems that we're uh, working together, do we introduce ourselves already? I introduced we myself did. to Greta. <laughs> okay, I, I, didn't think I, I don't think I introduced nope. myself to you guys, so... <laughs> Yeah, uh, interrupted by the guy following down the yeah. stairs. Yeah. So far, Griffin knows who um, does. Hey. <laughs> yeah. A two. I'll stick out my hand and say, Ash Barrows, uh, pleased to make your acquaintance. Which I think we already shook hands. We shook hands, but we didn't but introduce didn't ourselves. Name, so he'll stick out his hand again. Athena offers it out her hand as well. It's a very firm handshake. Cause. Yeah. He'll shake your hand and look expectantly for a name. Athena. Sorry, I thought I said I introduced myself at the beginning of that sentence. Oh, yeah, you probably did. Uh, he'll... Either way. She says <laughs> Athena Dark and puts out her hand. Cool. He'll kind of reach out a hand to Grefton and then think better of it and kind of like <laughs> bow, nod to Grefton. Uh, Grefton will sort of, uh, sort of bow, nod back and he'll go, Grefton, or... I guess, gee, if we're all going to keep going by letters. <laughs> well, Grefton, it, uh, you had mentioned perhaps getting a move on. You have a uh, good place to move on to? My first thought was chase down that Mr. Harbin guy. I agree. Seems as good a point as any. I do think that perhaps our mutual friend may be worth a visit also. Ah, yes, maybe M can clear up the A confusion. This has been Season 2 of Keys to the Universe, a Dubious Histories podcast.